I guess I'm sorry that the that the hike you were planning for this morning didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all were scared off by a little bit of rain in Washington. I mean, well, you I know, get it. Nate is recovering from COVID, and I am ridiculously out of shape. Like, if if I had got to suspect my apology, this episode would have been, and I'm sorry for, like, uh, having multiple heart attacks over the course of this episode. Uh, I mean, there's that. Like, I okay, I'm not saying that those excuses are invalid, but like, I don't see how getting a little wet would complicate either of those factors. Nate is Nate has a doubly compromised immune system for being like a cancer survivor and also just having COVID. Yes, but we're talking a little wet here. Like, y'all have jackets, right? Like you, you have you. You live in Washington. You have a raincoat, right? L- listener, listener, you need to understand. Sam is not joking right now. <laughs> no, I'm not because I'm looking outside, and yes, it's raining. Dot dot dot. A little. It's drizzling. It's that gray drizzle, the constant drizzle that Washington has. Like we don't. We don't get a lot of downpours in Washington. When you hear Washington rain, don't think rain, think sprinkle. Just a constant gray sprinkle. And that's where we live for nine months of the year. And you gotta get comfy with that or you don't go outside. Listen, I would probably be fine. Like, I have layers of insulating fat. But, like, Nate, <laughs> Nate's like he's been close to death. All the more reason to stretch out them's lungs. Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokusatsu Shows and Related Media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize for a series of jokes I'm planning to make later in this episode. I'm not I'm not proud of them, but like uh, alright. The first Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> like I'm I'm thinking forward to the subjects of these episodes. There's some dark paths this could go down, Harry. I mean, it's us, we could always go down dark paths, but this is an interesting couple of episodes because it's not intentional, but the kind of the underlying theme of these two is like the Go Busters versus workers' rights. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we get to see the Go Busters kind of be union busters. Like, go union busting. <laughs> uh, but but we will we will get to that. Um, the, the Pinkerton Zord really did a lot of damage. <laughs> uh... Like, hey, we're we're the late capitalist world, Harry. Like, this is hopefully these, these are the hero. Uh, uh, I mean, you say you say hopeful, like you know, when capitalism collapses, it's not gonna go gracefully, Harry. <laughs> like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, if if we gotta <laughs> lose something, you know, hey, yeah, it's gonna go down ugly, but it's still gonna go down. <sighs> we'll see, but anyway, um, and anything else to talk about before we just dive right into these two apps? 
I mean, um, we already kind of bantered, like, uh... Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, Shall we go into it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. Like, we... <laughs> well, like, we also, like, uh, we don't... Uh, you know, we're, we're not doing these weekly anymore, so this is pretty much the only time we get to talk. I, I want to do the weekly. It's just, it was holidays. It was the holidays. It was yeah. Christmas and then New Year's. It was Christmas and then New Year's. Those yeah, and, and God times. knows I'm the only one who's able to, like, edit these, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it's good. Look, we could do some AI Dungeon stuff at the end if you want to. God, I don't know. Like, it, it, or or we could just go on with our lives. Mm, that's true. That's true. All right. Episode 35. Something, something lied. I I tried to catch the titles. I missed them both this week. Yeah. Let Tatagami Lyo Roar is the name of it. Uh I feel like this is kind of a weaker episode. Yeah, honestly, this was a uh, let's sell some toys episode. Yeah. Like, we're I'm not sure how much meat is on this bone to chew on, but oh, let's find some, out. There's some meat later on. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I gotta make those bad jokes. So That's true. Um, they're, they're back at the at the Eco Buster Center because it, at the end of the last episode, kind of out of nowhere... A big blue lion showed up and hit everybody with giant laser beams. Yeah, so they are very confused by that. And like they're they're doing good proper research, as is good and warranted for this type of situation. And uh Jin, he he slides over to his boyfriend, uh the commander, and says, Hey, uh, I know that look. That's a look that screams I know more than that I'm letting on. Yeah, yeah. He is really good at reading his boyfriend's moods. And uh the colonel lets on, like, you know, hey, a robot like that had to be made by this one guy whose name that I didn't catch. Hazuki Saburo. All right. Who is this like? I, I'm, I'm assuming this is either a former Power Ranger actor or a well-known character actor in Japan. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because he like he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he certainly chews it the fuck up in that way that, you know, we're supposed to know who he is, you know? Uh, l- Let me look him up. Um... Saburo Hazuki. Da, 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 da. Why is this taking so long to load? Well, it's a mystery forever. Okay, All right. pro- he, he probably did some Tokyo stuff. He's probably a character actor. He, he has a very loud, boisterous voice, which is. Mm-hmm. Let's which assume is, that. Yeah. Also, in the flashbacks, we see that he wears this really shiny, just like vest thing. Yeah, like, like he's working at the research center dressed like a Las Vegas magician. And, you know, granted, so does Jin, but it it, it kind of feels like Jin copied this guy's steez a bit as he was growing up into the engineer that we know today. We we even see Jin working under him, and, and when Jin is doing so, he he's wearing, like, some, some slacks and, uh, you know, nice white shirt. Like, he, he's wearing pretty normal clothes. Yeah, uh, Jin, we get to see Jin, like, dressing down as, like, you know, a, a young uh, immediate out of college students type and it, it's kind of adorable yep uh, they, they say this uh, cyber guy was eccentric even by the department standards mm-hmm. and this is a department that created giant robots that could cross interdimensions and threaten humanity so like that's the baseline that we're dealing with here yeah this is the secret child soldiers of the energy department <laughs> so if they thought this guy was weird and uh, so they go to the location that they think they've traced it, and they see a uh, young woman being chased by Enter. Yes, uh, Enter and a bunch of putties, and you know it's 
Uh, the rangers intercede on behalf of the woman. It's a super quick fight. You know, like they they kill the putties, exchange a couple punches with Enter, and then he nopes out. Yeah, Enter was basically just there to say like, hey, I don't want you guys to have more swords, so I'm here to try to stop that. Maybe get it for myself, but you know what, what the odds are against him, he, he leaves quickly. It absolutely makes sense for Enter to be here. Uh, and when they it's one check- of the few things that makes sense this episode, but you know, they check to see if the girl is okay, uh, but she turns with them immediately very confrontational. And so it's like, yeah, I figured you'd come, but you've wasted your time. Uh, mm-hmm. Hazuki Saburo is already dead, and I know because I'm his daughter. The rangers say, like, hey, we we want your help. We want the help of your Zord. And she's like, no, I hate you all. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in our minds, that's the part where, like, well, you're under arrest for crimes against humanity. But no, like, they, they had yeah, crimes against humanity for, like, creating a fucking super weapon for multiple counts of, like, assaults and probably, like, you know, murder for all, like, the firing that this lion's been, like, you know, shooting into the cities. Yeah, this really is. I feel like this is kind of like a stock Sentai thing of, like, the the rogue referral zord that they need to go out and tame. And it doesn't fit super well with the kind of more science-based, at least in theory. I mean, it's all it's all super science and stuff, but uh, they, they try yeah, to establish uh, things, but somehow this guy in, you know, in a cave with scraps built a giant megazord. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, we're going to see, like, the secret lab that this, you know, young woman and presumably her father had to create this slide. It's a huge, huge fucking facility. Like, that. this is a this is a Megazord. This is the size of a skyscraper, and it's hidden in a mountain that splits apart on rails. And this was like a one-man operation. It, it's a children's show, but like, I feel like you, <laughs> you could do stuff to like justify this. Like, if he was a, like a like a scrapyard for old Megazords or something, and like, uh, then you know that's where I got the parts from. Or mm-hmm. you know, like if I was writing this show, I would. It, I would uh, entirely unneededly justified in some way. You know, might this have been a casualty of the show redesign? Like, could they have had a different plot for introducing this lion? Very, very likely. In fact, um, in the next series after this, Kill Ryuger, they have an almost exactly the same storyline with, like, uh, a reclusive inventor who's, like, making a Zord of his own, and he has his daughter there. The, the inventor isn't dead in that one, but uh, the daughter becomes a ranger, which mm-hmm. uh, does not happen in this series. The, the girl just is there for this episode and never again. Yeah, so is, is this another, like, you know, pink ranger situation where, like, she was supposed to become a new ranger? Eh, maybe. Because it, it's kind of... I know we're jumping around in this episode, but this is a thin-as-fuck episode. Uh, Like... It is weird. It is fucking weird that the Red Ranger drives the lion. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, the Red Ranger leaves his red zord to drive this lion. I mean... Leaving the red zord alone? I mean, the leader of the team sometimes does get, like, separate extra upgrades. Like, uh, in in Power Rangers, and I assume also in uh, the Sentai I was adapted from, the Ranger gets, like, kind of the special bracer thing from the Green Ranger. And then I know in uh, uh, Kenger he gets like kind of an extra super power up. And like a lot of the time they get like little extra bits. So that's kind of his for this one. And it's not apparent right now, but actually that does open up some interesting possibilities for like 
uh, the different mech combinations. Well, it's... I, I, I get the combination aspect. It's just weird, like, you know, the Red Zord has always been, like, one of their strongest. Like, that, the Red Zord has multiple times just, like, soloed the uh, the enemy Megazords in well, the mean, episodes. Not to spoiler it, but there's no reason that someone else can pilot the Light One, and he still pilots the Red Zord separately. Like, now they actually can have multiple full Megazords in play. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, it, so the Lion is going to be, like, kind of a uh, a Switch utility, then. Yeah, like it's it's a it's a straight upgrade, but like not like a massive one. It's got some extra bits, but like also it's got different ways that they can play with stuff. Okay. But uh, anyway, Yoko shouts at the girl like, "Hey, what crawl up your panties and died?" Which has to be the translators having fun. I I was watching on a different translation. I it, it was. Are a you still watching? Are you still watching Sam? I gave you the episodes. Y- Are you watching y- TVD on? <clears throat> Tell okay. me you're... I'm watching whatever is on like uh, kissasian.tv or whatever Oh my god was. Sam I gave you the good translations the good episodes whatever yes, you but, ask them But Sarah Sarah asked me to come to bed early yesterday and so I went to bed and so I had to bring my laptop to watch these episodes and I didn't have access to the mega on my laptop so I had to go to the website and it, it, it made sense it made sense I actually downloaded the episodes in preparation of watching but then it was called to bed early <laughs> I hate this <laughs> <sighs> but anyway yeah uh, yellow and blue or yellow gets the you know grieving daughter not grieving too hard she's just acting really arrogant and cocky as, she, she's uh, expressing her grief through through rage. At, the rage at the government, which is always very justified. That's fair. That's fair. Rage against the machine girl by building your own secret machine in a giant super lab. So Hiromu just turns to her and says, hey, we want your big Megazord. She's like, hey, straightforward question. No. Li- Lyo decided to attack you with its own free will, so I'm going to assume it wants you to die, which... It has a lot of stuff to break down. First of all, she's explicitly saying this giant mech has free will, which means that there's like a, a fully autonomous, sapient mega weapon wandering the countryside. And she's just cool with that. I mean, philosophically, I might actually behave similarly. Like, I do think ro- a certain level of robots would have, should have the autonomy to... I, Which we'll get into a lot more next episode, Harry. Like, robots should have the capability to betray us. I'm not saying I want them to, it's just like, I want them to follow us out of willingness. Yes, yes, if we're going to give robots sentience, if we're going to give them the ability of choice, then they will occasionally use that choice in ways that we don't like. But that is still their choice. Uh, so Red gets his, his mech and, like, tries to fight the lion. Well, down at the ground, the girl says, like, hey, I only hate you because I hate anyone who lets others suffer for them. So, Red loses the fight, they go back to base. Yeah, it is kind of fun seeing, like, you know, Lion, it, it's Lion versus Cheetah, you know, it's a it's a cat-off. Uh, so, yeah, they're back at the base, they're debriefing, and, like, I, did, did you catch what Silver was doing in the background of the scene, Harry? Not in this one. Like, he, he had some kind of branch, and as, like, they were talking about... As they were talking about the lion and, like, you know, the history here, he's just, like, in the background doing some kind of elaborate prayer dance just against the wall, facing the wall. And it it was very distracting. Oh, yeah, I'm sneaking in my screenshots. 
He does lots of good background gags. I, I love Jay. Yeah, Jay, Jay is awesome. Jay is the best. They say, yeah, we, we could find it. And then they it's always a bad sign when you have to like do a flashback to something that happened 15 seconds ago. Because Ryuji says, I wonder what she meant by that. And then the show again saying, like, I hate people who let others suffer for them. And then we get a series of flashbacks. Her and her dad, like, you know, I guess her her dad was fired from the uh, uh, from the power company institute. And so he kind of went into seclusion, yada, 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 built his super weapon. <laughs> yeah. He's and the an sympathetic one. And another scientist at the center says, yeah. He did a lot for this organization, but the second he steps out of line, he's cut loose. And what what could make such a serious organization cut a genius uh, mech designer? <laughs> you know, it, yep. it's it it's it's real mess. It super sucks. Uh, he wasn't on board with using our weapons to conquer the earth. And the daughter says, "Lyo, Lyo, my dad put his life and soul into making you. I'm not going to let them take you." So Jin and Ryuji. They're back at the base. They find the blueprints and that he was working on. Uh, it's like, yeah, this is super amazing. It, it's a buddy sword. So instead of having the buddy roid, which is the little human-sized machine, and the full-on megazord, uh, that can that they kind of figured out how to link together, I feel like, after the fact. This one was from the ground up, designed to be a fully sapient machine designed only for killing. Yes, they, they talked to the girl. Oh, like, oh my it, god! I just noticed, like... I'm looking at the blueprints in a in a screen, and there there's English text on them. Uh, come on. What come does on. the English text say, Harry? Uh, oh, it looks like it's it's in French. Okay, I think they 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 zagged well, that, us. That then. does make sense. There was a French speaking scientist there. We know that <laughs> canonically. True, true. And they also, there was also a goggles scientist there. Yes, but anyway, so. They go back to the girl, like, Red is, like, lighting up inside his mech for another 1v1 versus the lion. Like, man, just think of... Do you remember the maintenance techs? Like, how many times we've seen them? Like, what hell must they be going through for Red just to, like, constantly be tanking against this thing? <laughs> and, like, losing. Like, he's getting his mech thrashed. Yeah. Remember, like, the, the, the Megazords that take, like hundreds of people to maintain and it's important that they do the jobs right and this girl in the woods is just doing it all on her own it, it again shows how weird it is mm -hmm. uh, so uh red he is he's fighting the the lion and he's not super winning and the girl's like why are you so happy you know my robot was decided to kill you yeah. and it turns out that it wasn't because they link up at some point enter shows up and yellow and silver go to like uh, go to duel him off the side while everyone just kind of continues to have a calm conversation. Yeah, they look at at Hiromu and say, all right, come on, you need to dock with that thing, and fast. And the girl says, dock? And Hiromuji yeah, says, you're probably unaware of this, but Lyo was designed to dock with Gobuster Ace. Uh, and here's the point of the episode where I went, where my brain went in a wild tangent that the real reason he got fired is because he wanted to make robots that had sex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like sapient, fully sapient, fully autonomous robots that just like link up and fuck in the middle of battles. Like, so we're in the presentation. All right. So I want this robot to have the ability to betray you. And I also want it to get horny for the other robots. Why am I being fired? Why? <laughs> 
Although it turns out he wasn't even fired. Like he he, he was ran, he was what? kind of fired. Like all right, so they, I, they told him no, and then he like he noped out and quit. He literally and told his, his daughter he was fired. He took his robots that could have sex and went home <laughs> to watch them have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and like the Ryuji also tries to put a spin on like, hey, he wasn't totally like screwed over, but like ignoring the. The thing I was going on for a second, like, he wasn't screwed over by the organization. He was just given the ability to do things on his own. And then we're still taking the robot when he's done. Like, it is, it's a very self-serving moral of, like, no, we still get his life's work. The morals of this episode are very weird. And so, uh, the red Megazord does ride the lion Megazord a little bit. I don't know why the girl didn't notice it had handlebars on it. Yeah. But then it transforms into another person, Megazord, and then they fight some more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, then eventually uh, Epsilon shows up, like uh, uh, Yellow and Jin, they beat up Enter enough where he nopes out and gets inside his giant Epsilon Megazord. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm i not going to allow this to happen. I really don't want you to have another Megazord. But <laughs> nope, they, they fight him. Uh the lion, he also turns into a motorcycle, showing more that he is like a straight upgrade for red. Yep, and uh, then then they knock the Epsilon out of the air. Uh, they transform into a giant hulking beast and one-shot it. And they go back into the ground, and red pulls a thing out of the lion Megazord that generates a hologram of the dad saying like, Hey, I, I want you did a great job, but I want the Ghostbusters to have this. And the girl, while crying, says, Could you have explained that before you died? Which... Yeah, this episode could have been solved by, like, a post-it note. Like, hey, I made the robots have sex, now the government can have, have them when I'm done. Yeah. My dream has been fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's this episode, and it's, it's, a, it's a weird, thin one that shows a lot of scars from the show redesign. <sighs> so we go to the next one. It starts with Escape, extremely bored. As she Just fires firing wildly into a crowded street. Yeah, like she's, she's being a mass shooter. She's like, oh, like, what? what is something going to happen? Like she's literally just doing this to lure out the Rangers. And hey, it works. It works. Uh, and the, this is the first time the Rangers have seen that she's alive. So they're annoyed by that. And uh, she says like, hey, I, I know you guys have a new upgrade thing and I love fighting. So show show me the new upgrade. It's like, nah, actually, we can't do that this time. Like they're they're doing some fighting. They're doing their flips, but it's just like a regular uh, escape fighting. And she gets bored very quickly. And after they refuse to transform again, she goes away. Yep. And it turns out it's because that today was a maintenance day for the robots. They're they're coming out and like, uh, you know, they've been working a lot. And also the powered customs puts a lot more strain on their systems, so they need to be repaired more often. Yeah, it's you know, nothing gotta be honest, uh, Base, like, you should not have all three buddy roids on the same maintenance cycle. Just, yeah. just float that. I, maybe there's, like, some... I, I, they, they don't come up with it, so... Again, maybe if I was, like, writing it, I would come up with some weird reason why they have to be maintained at the same time, but yeah, they, they should maintain one, then the next, then the next. Yeah, yeah, like, they, there there should be one on standby, like, if you're humanity's last line of defense. Well, I mean, the theme of this episode is that they don't care enough about the Bettyroids. Like, er, in an early episode, they were using one of them to do basic deliveries and paperwork. Uh, fair. And like, a, I, 
it 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 might not sound like it as we go through this episode, but I gotta say up top, I'm on the Buddy Roy's side here. No, yeah, I'm a hundred percent on their side because they say, "Hey, you know, it's uh, uh, it's been real stressful. Maybe we should like do a day out. Like, let's go to a hot springs." I I think there was a joke that they're waterproof in an earlier episode. So mm-hmm. yeah, then that sounds relaxing because didn't because didn't the bunny want to go on a hot spring on like you know the uh, the birthday episode? I think red. I think the Nick the the robot bicycle got like a that was like his birthday wish or something. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, uh, and again, it's. And I, I could go down a weird rabbit hole of like, why do they have the human enough sensations of wanting to go into hot spring? Is this also something we can go into a like massive spiral about? But instead, it's time for for unionization. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like the uh, the Rangers, they're really excited about the new lion mech. And on the one hand, yeah, I get that. But on the other hand, they really are just kind of leaving their buddy roids alone and letting them flounder, like they. The Bodyroids, like, they're being treated as tools and not sentient, sapient individuals. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, like, uh, Ryuji, he's spending a lot of time looking at the new equipment. Uh, and, like, Yoko's, Yoko's little rabbit mech, he is super angry a lot of the time because he's very codependent. But, like, kind of all of them are codependent, really. Mm-hmm. So let's see, what is the actual flow here? So Yeah, so well, I mean, they go to the coffee room, and they're, mm-hmm. like, complaining some, and then they hear uh, Jay, like, he's collapsed because he needs more Anatron. And Ryuji, I guess the final straw is Ryuji saying, like, oh, I need to also get Anatron for Lyo, because he needs lots of powering. So they immediately decide, all right, let, let's go form the Bunnyroid Workers Union. Yeah, the the first half of this episode, I, I don't think bad guys show up until, like, the 10-minute mark. Like, the first half is just a bottle episode workplace comedy of the robots just kind of, like, refusing to fight until their needs are met. And I want to be clear, the comedy of this comes from the Bunnyroids having very reasonable demands. Yeah! Like, they're, they are, they're being treated like tools when they are living, like, not breathing, but they are living, thinking, feeling things. Like, they're all, like, in a big conference room. Mm-hmm. I probably think, like, the conference room at Toei. Uh, they're asking oh, it absolutely for... is. Yeah. They're, they're campaigning I for think it's treat- also the conference room from the various uh, Godzilla movies, uh, modern Godzilla movies that we watched. Uh, well, no, in, in uh, Shin Godzilla, they kept, they kept moving around to different rooms. That was actually a big part of it. I think this was one of them, though. I, I, either this one or, like, a, a mere copy of it, which is, I guess, equally likely. The yellow rabbit mech is super into it. The blue gorilla mech is super into it. The red, like, motorcycle uh, cheetah is not as into it. But then Jay comes in because, oh, uh, the motorcycle invited him. Largely to sabotage the whole process because he he assumed that Jay would be ridiculous and mess with everybody. (laughs) Uh, But Jay says that he's going to do whatever he wants to do. uh, Whatever is most important to me. Right. And he recommends that they unionize. Yeah. So, and their demands are, they want days out, like days off. A theme park would be nice, but you know, basically they want to occasionally not be working. They want high octane Enatron, which, I mean, I'm not sure that that seems 
I, I'm not sure if, like, they're a type of thing that, like, does Enetron have qualities? It's like energy. You know, it's, we, we've had this conversation before. Is Energon energy? Is it liquid? Is it fuel? The show seems a little unclear on that. So basically, they want, like, to make sure they have better materials, which, considering they are, like, integral to the survival of humanity, not a big ask. And also, yeah. their final demand is they want to be thanked for their work at least once a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that is like, the easiest union negotiation ever. Yeah. And, like, many anti-union bosses, the Rangers are like, no, fuck off. We can replace you. We'll be turning these in officially, of course, but we'd like you to join us at the negotiating table at some point. Like, they're they're even being nice at this point. Yep. The Rangers say, no, this is stupid I've ever seen. Uh, the, the, you know, get back to work. They're just refusing to accept that their employees are unionizing. So, uh, Jay Like all toxic management out there. So, Jay immediately says, like, alright, it's time for us to go on strike. So, they kind of wall off a section of the command room uh, with, like, uh, little little banners behind them, and they all, like, are wearing ribbons. And they're saying, yep, yep, we're on strike. Yep, 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 yep. And, like, yeah, 100% of the robot side for this one. Like, this this is such a failure of management, of leadership, to, like, to acknowledge, like, the stress, the emotional and physical stress that their key employees are going through. Like, they have allowed the situation to foster. Like, the employees straight up told them how to resolve the situation, and they wouldn't listen. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Rangers, they even, they have, like, uh, Yoko is asking for chocolate, and Ryuji is asking for cooling bags, and they're like, no... Like, we, we're on strike. Like, mm-hmm. we're not working anymore. Do you not understand that? Yeah. Uh, and, but then, the new, like, so they got, like, a suitcase thing from the line, which is kind of like the, the interface thing. It becomes the steering wheel when they, uh, when they use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it detects an Enetron discharge, like, one of the new Metaroids, and it even, like, tracks down its location. Yep. So the the bridge crew are like, hey, are we redundant too now? But like, <laughs> we super ignore them. Yeah, we don't go back to them for the rest of the episode, so I guess they are. Yeah. Uh, these badasses who have laid down their lives, like in previous episodes. They fought the Eraser mech. You can't forget that episode. They, they stared down Escape with, like, machine guns in hand, Harry. <sighs> so, uh, meanwhile, one of, the, one of the Messiah cards links to a bulldozer... It starts, you know, sucking Enetron out of nearby barrels and becomes a bulldozeroid. Yes. We we don't get a lot of personality for the bulldozeroid this episode, but I love the design. Like, this this thing looks, moves, acts, and attacks like a fucking tank. Yeah, he's, he's big, blocky, and industrial yellow, except for his hands, which are big bulldozer-like uh, surfaces and are in Messiah Red. Yeah, like, we... <sighs> The the opening move that we see this thing, like, you know, he's walking to town to collect some data. The first thing he does is walk up to a building and knock it down. Yeah, he punches Like, killing it. hundreds. Yeah, he punches it and falls down. It's like, huh, okay, he's got some good data, but I'm going to do something bigger now. Like, this is not like the previous, you know, uh, Messiah-powered uh, mechs where it, like, you know, turns something into dust and later the thing was restored. No, no, this building was knocked down. It was knocked to rubble in one punch. Because he's gathering data on human constructions. Mm-hmm. The GoBusters show up, and they start fighting him. And they're not doing super well. 
No, this thing is this thing is strong. Like it's it is manhandling them. Yeah, and I I'm noticing like as I'm clicking through, I think I'm getting to a point, and this is another side we need to maybe pivot from Toku at least for a bit. That I'm not taking screenshots during the fighting parts anymore. Yeah, I I enjoyed this fight. Like you know, they're the choreography was great, and it absolutely told the story that you know the Rangers were throwing everything they had at him. And it was doing nothing. Yeah, they were, like, dropping multiple finishers. They were, like, attacking together. They were doing all kinds of things, but they were, but he's able to use his big bulldozer things to block them. So they need the powered custom mode. Mm-hmm. But the powered custom mode needs them to be in sync with the buddyroids. And they're not. Yeah. So they, they try and call him in, but, you know, the buddyroids are on strike. So they don't come. <laughs> uh, but then the buddyroids, they're in the garage. And, uh... The, they realize well. Uh, the the red motorcycle. He starts talking to them and says like, "Hey, Lyo." He's probably just really sad because his creator, his kind of buddy, died, and so now he's all alone. And they realize like, "Oh, Yoko completely forgot to get more stacks, so she's running out of juice." Uh, Ryuji, he's overheating, and like in this fight, like it's. It's enough of a team thing that him going berserk is a really good option. Like, he, he actually offers that up to Jin, uh, because, like, nothing they're doing is working against this thing. And Jin says, like, I I think that won't work. I think this thing is too strong for that. But then the Bunderides, they they throw away their strike things. And the, the, the they walk one across the picket line that they created. Scabs all of them. <laughs> now they're, like... They were withholding their labor to have their demands met, but, you know, then they chose to end it when they saw the consequences of their actions. And, you know, that that is still their choice. I'm still on their side. I still think that management needs to come and treat them better. And I would hope, would hope that if they don't, they're immediately back on strike afterwards. They go to powered custom mode and they start fighting and it's immediately like a lot more effective. They, the go busters kind of punch the bulldozer guy together and smack him away. Yes. Uh, Escape does show up at this point and begins to sexy fight with Blue. Like, yeah, except man, Escape and Escape and Blue, man, they love sexy fighting. Oh yeah, uh, but the problem is that Blue with his upgrade is a lot stronger, and Escape is like not effective. Like uh, at the start of the fight, she's firing her guns at him, and they're just plinking off of his new armor, so she's kind of instantly out of a lot of options. And Blue is like riding her running around, smacking everything. He creates a giant cartoon hat and punches her. And she's, like, bleeding digital blood. Yeah. Like, he... He destroys her. And she seems oddly happy about this. Like, Like, you're stronger than I could have ever hoped for. And she fades away. Yep. She's got an upper game in certain ways that if... Sam, uh, you made sure to not watch the next episode previews, right? Yes. It it spoils some stuff. I, I swear. Okay. This is an idea. For a thing, a special we could do at some point, but uh, do you know the the creator YouTuber Doug Doug? I really like him. Not familiar. He, he does lots of fun stuff. Anyway, um, so he recently, with some of his friends, did a thing where they watched every last time on of One Tree Hill. <laughs> and, like, none of them I, had seen the show before, but they just I tried to reconstruct us. Yeah, I think you could do that for an entire season of Toku, but, like, the next episode previews. Because they do say a lot. Like, we, we could do, we could do, like, all of fucking 
I don't know. Hiryuji... Like, what, what's a bad series that we could just burn on this? Oh, Wizard. We could do Wizard. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's try it. That sounds like a fun special. Well, I know we owe them a couple weeks worth of material. That does seem like a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, so they... They finish the fight on the ground. They kill it. Yeah. The, Turns out the suitcase can turn into a giant gun. Yay, it's a toy. Yeah. You know, the, the, now the team has their big finisher thing that they can all kind of stand behind him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I did the Megazord fight in three screenshots, looks like. Yeah, this was not a good fight. Yeah. Oh, but uh, it turns out that Lyo can uh, additionally... Uh, connect to the yellow and blue Megazords, so now it is the Megazord thing, leaving the red one out like you were talking about. But, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert, at some point that means that that mech will be fighting alongside the red Megazord on its own, and also there's the other Megazord. There's, there's a lot of Megazord options for this particular team, like just a ton of different formations that they can go with. Yeah, and a lot of other... Like it, some of the other series get ridiculous. Like uh, mm-hmm. Shin Kenjer, the samurai themed one, they ended up with I think twelve different Megazords. But interesting, it it's not like twelve different Rangers. It's just six, and they kind of mess it up by just adding like different combinations on top onto to the main one, and then like they have versions where they add all of them together, which is just a big mess. And by the end of it, the Megazord with all the bits stuck together. Literally, the actor can't walk around, so it has to be on, like, a parade float that slowly moves forward. Jesus. Yeah. Also that just sounds miserable. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, they, they turn into a giant bot, they destroy the mech, and the episode is over. The Gobusters give some, some meaty disapologies, like saying, hey, we've been uh, neglecting you a bit. Forgive us. We'll, we'll do better in the future, but just not like, a day. Like all management, they give them hollow promises with nothing solid, nothing in writing. Yeah. Get it in writing, folks. Get it in writing. Don't cross the picket line. Droids have rights. <sighs> but anyway, so that's that's the episode's uh, 35, honestly pretty thin. 36 was more funny than good, but I I loved the the lethality and the brutality of the the ground megas uh the ground monster. Like he was very scary. Uh, hold on, let me post an image. Sam, look at that. Let's see. No oh god, that appears to be a a sword with a shark head mounted on like one of those uh MIT no, go, dog bots. Go to the actual link because that's just an individual. I don't know why it linked to that, but. Uh, I tried to send you a link to the full, like, Megazord suit with everything stuck to it. Okay. So you're saying that the, the splash image was the less ridiculous version. No, that, that's, that's an entire sword, that's an entire Zord, that's a sword for the mech. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like 20 different Zords just, like, stapled on each other and on some kind of tram. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of defeats the whole purpose when you get that far. Like, you've gone too far. You've gone too far, guys. I think I think in some of the seasons, the parents complained because they didn't want to have to buy all the different swords for the kids. Which, I mean, that is the point, but... Yeah, I get that. You know, the, it just there's some things that... You know, the, the Japanese work ethic is really weird, and that's these episodes all over. 
Because the joke is, oh, these people want rights. They should have rights. Not that America's, like, super great about that. We're not. We are so not. And arguably getting worse. But that's that's a problem for another day. And until that day, Harry, what are we going to keep doing? We're going to keep dancing. Keep dancing on the picket line. Keep keep dancing and only console ourselves with the thoughts of giant robots fucking 